Part of me wants to really just make fun of Quackenbush's fucking apology for the cold open. Just come on and be like... No, dude, I didn't even watch it. Oh, you haven't watched it? No, I refuse. It's quite possibly the funniest apology video of all time. Because it's... It's literally that tweet I sent you. If you pretend that Quack just ate a hot pepper before he filmed it, it makes so much sense. Because, like... I don't know if that's just what Quackenbush sounds like, but he's doing the Chikara voice. He's like, ladies and gentlemen of Chikara, I understand that recently some accusations have been made against me and my uh, people at the school. And like, he's focusing on the other people, not on the accusations towards himself. I got two minutes in before I said, I can't. This is 13 minutes of bullshit. I can't do this. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even want to start. Somebody was talking about can GCW just like assimilate King of Trios, but call it like Trace Bastardos or something. <laughs> the three bastards, Trace Bastardos. Welcome to Five Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, the bad boy of podcasting, Scotty Moore. I am technical wrestling enthusiast, The Dylan. Okay, everyone just breathe for a minute. Has there been any reports? Has there been anything bad happened? Did we get through a week without any real shit happening? Are we good? Velveteen Dream gets in a car accident. Son of a bitch! <laughs> He was he was tweeting he was he was uh he was DMing underage girls while it was happening. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was Alvarez who said like if you think this is the worst, there's uh, like a big crash coming or something, and he tweeted it like two hours before Velveteen had a car crash, and everyone was like, "What? Why did you know? How did you know this, Alvarez? <laughs> did you cut his brakes?" <laughs> Bolt cutters found in the back of Brian Alvarez's car as he takes out the Velveteen Dream. Ah, shit. So, it sucks because, like, you, I expected this week to be really exciting for wrestling news because it's like Fighter Fest going head-to-head with Great American Bash. Surely they will do something exciting on those shows to A, make They it- did. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> Uh, Oscar misted freaking okay. uh, Sasha Banks in the face, and I might get you. We might get to see Bailey and Sasha versus Io and Oscar. Yeah, that's gonna be also exciting. my my dream of fucking Io, uh, uh, Kyrie, and Oscar teaming up is two thirds of the way there. Oh yeah, like I I would love like SummerSlam rolls around. It's the three horsewomen versus those three. <laughs> I just need Kyrie to like be like Bailey and like Kyrie to do, and they just <laughs> Japanese takeover, Joshi yeah. domination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh. so close. Yeah, I I will say like this is one of those weeks where I'm like, yeah, AEW they kind of deserve to lose in the ranking because like apparently Io and Sasha put on an absolute barn burner. Uh, there was a great brawl with Maverick and uh, oh god, what's his new name? Escobar. Uh, yeah. 
Like Sanchez, uh, Escobar Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, but I, they only lost by like fifty thousand from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, the, NXT brought it. NXT brought it this week, and apparently they're going to bring it next week. And if no one wants to have that episode of NXT spoiled, make sure to mute this podcast for the next few seconds, uh, because next week we will all be basking in the glory of the first ever dual champion in NXT history. Because one of the fucking guys from Indeshir was like, I should probably tweet this. <laughs> and tweeted a picture of Keith Lee with both belts in his hands. Because he, he, he didn't realize that that week was taped. He thought it was all live. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I, that was the thing that came out. It was like, next week was taped, but apparently somebody didn't get the message. Oh, God, that And sucks. so he was just like, oh, this was so, I'm so glad I was here. Because he thought everyone knew. I think is what I heard. <laughs> that sucks. Like, no one's that stupid. If he knew it was taped, he wouldn't have done it. I'm Like, it was an honest mistake, probably. Yeah. I'm just afraid. I hope there's not backlash, because if there's backlash, that means Stokely Hathaway won't be on my television anymore, and I need more Stokely in my life. I love that man so much. Like, I'm Yeah, just, well, too bad. I was just watching the, uh, is it Kenny Johnston, the guy who does the documentary of all the indie wrestlers? I watched the I watched the one he did on MJF and like it's it's like a mystery parody kind of thing and he goes I had a secret informant who wanted to meet me and he meets a shadowy figure backstage and he's like talking to him the whole time and he goes if you need anything else just email me and he looks down and the email is not Stokely Hathaway at gmail dot com beautiful I love that man uh, so let's see. In other next week, news, yeah, next week's not going to be any better because uh, Moxley can't make it. That's why the week after that they're having fight for the fallen, yeah. which is going to be great. It's it's like whenever you it's it's like losing the battle to try to win the war. They're like, there's no way we're going to win that, so we're just going to take the knee. Yeah, yeah. And then the next week they're just going to probably crush them, or or even worse, Great American Bash is now three weeks long. Okay, now you're They've doing got it nothing on purpose. Left. They've got nothing left to do. I don't know what they're going to replace the Moxley match with then. A yeah. number one contender, like, Fatal 4-Way. Oh, fuck, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I um, take it back. I want that more than I want the championship match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you have in it? Um, Let's see, who did they have that was still fresh after, after that night? Because, like, the Dark Order is taking on... Uh, them. What is it? Ricky? Let's see here. Probably Ricky Starks. Colt Cabana. No, Colt Cabana's in that one match. Um, is this for, wait, hold on. For, for the TNT title or for the World Heavyweight? Yeah, they'll probably for the World Heavyweight. Okay. It's, instead of having it, they'll have a, a match for it. Uh, Jericho? They might throw Jericho in there. Uh, no, he's facing Cassidy. Which, holy shit. Uh, and I put M. Jeff... Put all M. Jeff in if there. He, well, if he was good enough, if he was, like, well enough after, because it was all taped yesterday. Next week is taped tonight. Yesterday night. That's oh, why I was like, who is, still, who is still good to do that? And I'm, like, trying to, like, run through it in my head. I'm just like, I don't know. Everybody, everybody I would put in it is already, like, in a match. So, yeah, yeah. Probably, let's see here. M. Jeff, Scorpio. Oh, no, not- Ricky Stark, Scorpio. Yeah. Um, fuck, are either the, either of the hybrid two back? No, I wouldn't put that. I wouldn't put them in. I would put Kip in. I would no, put I, Kip. Would, I would put 
I would put uh, fucking uh, Jack Evans in that match. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm down with that. Uh, but uh, just, no, the Lucha so, Brothers oh, uh, are shit. back. Is Pac back? Um, no, I think he's still in England. But Lucha Bros already have a match because they're doing that. I weird... know. That was like the, if the Lucha Brothers are back, is Pac back? And I'm just like, oh no, he's not. Oh, trying put to think Luther of like in there. put good old Luther in there, and then he wins. Oh no, Kip Sabian. I just said Kip Sabian. <laughs> yeah, I had a moment of delay. I was like, yeah, that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> All right, let's let's quickly go back to AEW or WWE for a minute, because uh, there's really not much out of it. They bought Evolve. Oh, and Matt is... Hardy. Oh, oh yeah, maybe Matt would probably be good in there. Yeah, um, Matt Kip, Ricky Starks, and MJ Scorpio. Okay, no, it's Scorp- uh, Scorpio. Yeah, because that's that's two heels, two faces, and like Ricky or Scorpio. Gets it. No, probably Ricky or Kip. And then, like, that's just a, like, underdog getting made match later on. Okay. I, I would do Kip then. I would do Kip. Yeah. And then. Because Kip, maybe... Kip and fucking Mox could have a fucking, like, banger. You have. You have. Oh, uh, you have uh, Penelope get involved and, like. You actually. You could probably actually make it so that someone believes he might be the guy to do it. Yeah. You could. Or if you want to up it to six pack challenge, throw in MJF and also, I don't know if he's cleared yet, but throw in Darby. And then just like this epic six man clash. What happened to Darby? Oh, that's right. He got accused of things. No, Darby didn't get it. Well, I don't think he. Not as much as everybody else. No, what Darby did was he jumped off a ladder on a fucking skateboard <laughs> like a oh, dumbass. Yeah. Didn't, didn't he fuck up his his ankle? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, okay, then that, he might be back. Yeah. yeah, you put him in that. Yeah, that'd actually be a good six pack. I mean, probably wouldn't have MJF in it. They'd probably pick somebody else because they're saving him. Yeah. Um, so, like. Okay. Oh, Sammy. <laughs> Okay. Wait, no. Because Sammy's not doing anything. Guevara? Oh, no, they they made him leave. Yeah, no. Because of the Sasha <laughs> thing. For a moment, I was like, is Sammy Zayn in AEW? I don't think that's right. Who is he talking? Oh, no. It's not going to be him. Although, apparently, Cody is very high on him coming back. And he's like, when he returns, he's going to be a changed man. Um, which means he'll probably join Cody and the new Four Horsemen. Uh, but he, he no, was no. It's going to be here. I I finally figured out okay. how this is going to go down. They're not going to name it the Four Horsemen. They're not going to name it anything. So we agreed that Cody was the new Ric Flair, right? Yes. It's just going to be the Nightmare Family. He's just going to kick his actual family out of it. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. And then keep on because he's not giving up that branding. It's literally tattooed on the fucker's neck. No, he just puts a fucking horse on the other side of his neck. It wraps around, it's the skull, and then it goes to a horse. And then uh, he fights Adam Page for the use of a horse. Yeah, he, he you do that, you kick out, like, the natural nightmares yeah. and Allie. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe he stuck Allie in there in the first place. Who knows? Who knows? Who fucking knows? Um, 4D chess. <laughs> Alright, back to WWE. They bought Evolve, which, fuck, that writing was on the wall for a while there. No big deal. I thought they had done it years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw Chad Gable cut this promo recently that does sound ripped out of JWF 
era circa 2018. Like, you remember when we were running that angle where Blake was like, everyone says I'm an underdog. No, I'm the anti-underdog. Like, that bullshit. Chad basically cut the exact same kind of promo because he came out and he's like... Oh, that's 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 terrible. It, it, well, he, he said, I beat Mojo Rawley and they called it an upset. Who the fuck thought that was an upset? And it's just him going off on the fact that he's like, I know what you guys think I am, but I am an elite level wrestler. I am capable of doing these things. These are not upsets. This is just logic. And uh, also during that promo, I got reminded, wow, this guy sounds and looks a little bit like Kurt Angle. Why the fuck did they not make him Kurt Angle's son? Because, like, that's when you look because at... Because it go, was funnier when they, they did My Black Son. Yeah! That was a Vince joke, is that whole angle. And then the yeah, boy got yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Are they uh, still calling him Shorty G, or did he get his name back? I think they're still calling him Shorty G, and I think at one point... He's not he's... even that short! He's not! It's just Vince made a joke backstage, and they're like, put it on TV, Vince likes it. I really want him to go to, like, New Japan or All Japan or Japan. I want him to go to Japan. Yeah, just in general. I wouldn't mind seeing him in NWA. Like, just get some good technical wrestling out. Isn't that company dead? I mean, they lost Ricky. A lot of other people got released. Um, They've been doing this fucking ridiculous Carnyland series, which is actually not bad. But outside of that, like, I don't know if they're going to be surviving surviving through through this um last bit of wwe news and it might be my favorite fucking story i've ever heard about the undertaker but devon oh, yeah. devon got interviewed and he was just talking about like the ambiance of the undertaker being intimidated he was like i went out to dinner and it was me and my wife and taker and i think he was with michelle he goes taker and michelle and then I was talking to him, and then all of a sudden, Taker breaks eye contact and looks away, and I'm like, oh no, what did I do? I fucked up, I did something wrong. And then he just hears, ho ho ho! As the beginning of Kung Fu fighting starts up, and Taker did not stop moving, but then when it finally the beat dropped, he stood up in this restaurant and just started fucking getting it dancing, and that's a mental image I need to keep in my head to maintain sanity throughout quarantine, is just Undertaker fucking disco dancing in front of a very confused Devon Dudley. I like it. I like it. Oh, man. Uh, so, AEW, we've talked already a little bit about AEW. Uh, the only big news, Cody's definitely fucking turning heel at this point. Like, there's no way they can't. He also, he, so, so here, we, we can have the discussion. Are his anticlimactic matches part of him turning heel? So, like, like people will turn against him because he's not having great matches? Or does he just suck? I'm having to really go back to pre-AEW Cody, and I think he might just suck. <laughs> like, Because, I mean, he took the most hot angle of that year, which was Kenny versus Cody, and put on probably a three-star classic, if that. A very... Uh, three-star savior. Yeah, baby. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of both. I think Cody is adding in, like, small heel things here and there, and then... I don't fucking know, man. Like, 
I, I think Cody in I think we uh, we've discussed it. Cody is not that good in the ring, but he's an amazing talker. He can make you believe basically anything. Um, but yeah, which I'm is so- why I'm so worried about him being the new group's Ric Flair because he's only half Ric Flair. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's so- the talking part, and that's not bad. Let him be the talking part, but like I don't know, I, I'm. He does use the figure four. The writing's been on the wall. <laughs> this whole time, it's been written. Okay, uh, but yeah, the the end of that match with Hager, that was already very weird and controversial, where a Hager... Uh, did, I didn't see the finish, but like... Oh, here, let me let me tell you what the finish was. Okay. Um, so, uh, Hager's wife slaps Cody. Okay. Uh, um... Breaks a row, breaks a row, puts him back in the thing. Uh, ref gets distracted. Dustin comes down, punches uh, Hager in the face. Cody goes for the crossroads. Uh, Hager counters into like Uranagi going for the triangle choke. Cody rolls him over, has an awkward pin. One, two, three. Yeah, and didn't he pass out after that? I read some people being like he was in it and then he passed out. He might have sold it like he passed out, like okay. even that MMA finish thing. Yeah, also, yeah. Hager wrestled in fucking, like, gym shorts. Yeah, I saw that. And then he punched out the referee, who was uh, known to the Southern boy here as fucking shitty Georgia wrestler P-Dog, who has my fucking least favorite gimmick of anybody on the indies down here. Um, he yeah. pees on people? No, no, he's just like, imagine... John Cena's, like, shitty boy white rap character, but if it was done by, like, an accountant who wasn't good at rapping and only knew, like, the generic white suburban mom version of rap, that's it, and it's real bad. Was he a heel? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a heel, but, like, not even... Did you did you hate him and want him to lose? It, no, it was X-Pac heat. It was full-on, I want you out of my arena, stay away. I hate you, Pedro. Uh, that's fair. Uh, also, uh, Jericho did a podcast with Mr. Luther, and apparently, Jericho's a big fan of Luther, really wanted him to bring him in, and uh, it was apparently the process of bringing him in like hiring someone for television, like hiring someone for like a TV show. He had to send in like screen tests and shit like that, like his own promos. And he goes, well, the dark order was the bucks thing the whole time. And so I thought, well, I should bring it to Tony because Tony's the one with the book because Jericho's a smart man. And they were like, ah, he's all right. And that's why I got thrown in the nightmare collective. Cause they were like, ah, we'll just find a place to put him because they really wanted Marty, and then once Marty was like, no, I like money and little girls, uh, then they moved to Hart- Teenage Ma- girls. Teenage girls. Well, they're small in stature. And then moved to Matt Hardy, and then I think, I don't know what the fuck happened with Matt, because, like, I don't- I think it was the release, I think it was the release, and then by the time he was gonna leave, they realized that they could get Brody. Oh, Yeah. Because Brody. Fits. By the way, Luther 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 has recruited someone, uh, Serpico, uh, who is Jonathan Cruz' alter ego. Oh yeah, yeah. They were having a trios match with Max Caster, and he pulled like Serpico pulled Luther out, and then the two of them just left Max Caster to get fucked over by Jurassic Express. Oh so, wow! So like, and I like that because like, 
he's a little lucha guy, and he's got like a decent thing where he like throws streamers out and whatever. It's, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. He no, he's a cool dude. Uh, he actually he taught at the uh, the Dudley School when I went. So I I was very connected to him. I was like, hey, he's on TV. Oh, he's getting murdered by Brian Cage. Oh, he's a he's a tiny man. He's such a tiny man. Uh, but yeah, I'm I really. I'm happy that they didn't go with Matt for Dark Order. Not that I don't think it would have been good. I just think... I don't think a heel broken Matt Hardy would work that well. And that might just be a me opinion thing, but it's such a He started as a heel. But it's such a goofy, over-the-top character that it's like, I don't think I can trust you as, like, the, the leader of this giant evil cult. But, Brody, I can definitely trust it. That's true. Um, in other news, uh, in Impact news, uh, one, uh, Tessa's gone, but th- that's a weird situation. Yeah. It turns out that her contract had expired, and then they wanted oh, really? her to send in promos. I, yeah. I, I did not see that. All I saw was, A, all the shit from the past, and then B, they wanted her to send in promos, and she was refusing, 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 and... Because she knew she wasn't going to show up, because she wasn't going to leave Mexico, because then she would have to leave her husband, and she wouldn't be able to go back for... She, she didn't know how long. Yeah, yeah, So she didn't... From what I understand, she didn't want to, like, do promos for a match she knew she wouldn't show for. Yeah, but shouldn't you tell that? Like, shouldn't you tell them that, especially with everything already? She might have. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but now I'm... Uh, the, you're right. That is a weird situation because everyone's like, "Yeah, it's a weird." I don't. We don't know all the details of that. I don't want to comment on it because if, if if what I've heard or if I read about her side of it, it's true. Then I understand. But then if it's the other way, I understand impact. Yeah. But hey, let's look at the bright side. One, uh, EC3 is probably coming back for that championship match. I'm very because excited. Moose isn't because Moose isn't in it despite having the old TNA belt. So I was like, "Why isn't? Oh, they're going to do a unification thing." Because they're like, yeah, Jake Christ, like, oh no, Ace Austin, like, three people, I was like, none of you should be the champion. Yeah. Why, where's, like, Moose or somebody? And then I was like, oh, it's because all of a sudden you're getting trouble, 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 yeah. trouble, trouble. Oh, oh. It's going to be great. Yeah, did you see the promo he released where it's just him name-dropping every AEW wrestler he possibly could, and then at the end snaps his fingers, and the AEW logo comes up behind him, and everyone on Twitter was like, yeah, this is some bullshit. We know you're going back to Impact. Like, you can't pretend. You can't pretend this. We know where you're going, baby. You know you know who is also going to Impact? The Good Brothers. Uh, I get, it's one of those, that's one of those moments where I'm like, I'm mad, but I'm mad, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, like, hey, hey, they probably got, they got paid. Oh, yeah. It's, that tag division is not saturated. AEW's tag division is literally saturated. It's saturated with good stuff. Yeah. It's saturated. They'll show up, they'll beat the North, they'll help make that division better. And C, they can go to New Japan. And there won't be any friction like there was with AEW. Yeah, that's the main thing that I was seeing was the fact that they were like, I want to go work in New Japan whenever possible. And so that was... And also, Gallows has history with uh, Impact. Like, he was there for a very fucking long time. I mean, he was there for half the uh, Aces and Eights run. I thought he was whole. Wasn't he the whole through... Oh, okay. He left left towards the end uh, because his contract expired and they couldn't renegotiate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old Doc Gallows. 
Oh, old uh, director of chaos. Yep. Yeah, fuck, I forgot that's what Doc stood for. See, the thing that makes me most excited is getting to see Gallows on the fucking Georgia Indies again and getting to walk up to him and being like, hey, do you want to buy my shirt? Oh, yeah, yeah, like one of these on the... No, no, the one off my back. I'll sell you fucking anything, big man. Do you need a tattoo? Come down to my tattoo parlor. It's done. Do you need some fresh hot biscuits right off? I got a Cracker Barrel down the road if you want to go to that. Gallows, what do you own? I own this whole fucking town, big man. <laughs> Does he actually own a Cracker Barrel? Because we need to go there. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He used to own a tattoo shop. I don't think it's open anymore, but I I wish he still did because I would exclusively go get tattoos there. Um, and he owned a shirt printing company, and he owned an indie fed. <laughs> it's just like, like yeah, I don't. No, he, I, he 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 tries everything. I, yeah. I can't fault him for that. But now, now but I am all... happy. I am happy they're going to be going. I wish I could watch Impact more. I get to see the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, apparently, Gallows already has a booking like the twenty fifth of July, and I am this close to being like, you know what? Fuck COVID. Let's go. I'll wear fifty masks over my face, but I'll fucking go. Let's do this. It's apparently him. It's him. Oh, uh, fucking Johnny Swinger of Impact fame, so I can go see that 78-year-old man with a 25-year-old man's body. Uh, Alright. But, great you know who has, <laughs> who has the body of... Ne- there's nothing. There's no way. There's nothing. No. Patreon. You left yourself no out. Slash a load of BS. That's where you can support the Fight Boys, get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X. That's our show where we take deep dives into some of our favorite moments in pro wrestling history. Blake just released one on Daniel Bryan, and it, it might be my favorite episode, and that's coming from a guy who was very proud of his CM Punk episode. Fuck if Blake couldn't tell a story about Daniel Bryan. So make sure to subscribe to the Patreon to get access to that. Get access to us riffing on old episodes of JWF. It's all there if you want it at patreon.com slash a load of B. Yes. Now, who are we tweeting? Uh, we, we should tweet at Greg, at Trent, and be like, hey, uh, we're sorry your mom had to see that. No! She has her own t-shirt. She has her own goddamn t-shirt. I'd link that to you. Pro Wrestling Tees made a Sue t-shirt. I swear to Jesus. Yo, Trenty Lux. Actually, does Serpent Serpent Co. have a... Have a... A Twitter? Uh, Twitter, yes. Isn't he Snake Man on Twitter? No, that's the other one. That's Ophidian? No, no, no. Ophidian is a cobra. No, no, I've got it. King Serpent Serpentico Snake Man is his name. Nice. Okay, yo, uh, King Serpentico. King, King Serpentico, good to see that you're aligning yourself with Luther. Can't wait for him to use you as a projectile in a, in a death match. <laughs> no, can I make one edit? Can't wait for him to use you as a bat in a, in a death match. He <laughs> picks you up. I wonder if Luther. Not has like projectile, because I can actually see him doing that. Like he gives Serpentico a chair, and then he throws Serpentico and he hits the guy with the chair as he throws him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm an innovator over here. <laughs> In an alternate timeline, I became a wrestler and I was damn successful. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and I am tagging Luther as well. Alright, while I while I finish up this, would you like to get into your heel of the week? 
yeah, because I feel I feel bad about it, but I don't. Uh, so here's here's the thing. So last night on AEW television, uh, the best friends finally after after basically being the tag team division for all of COVID, shutting things down, uh, got their tag match against Paige and the Bucks or Paige and uh, Paige and Kenny, and they lost. Now, granted, they they put on a show. I'm sure, like, Dave or somebody's going to talk about it. Like, they, they fucking went ham on the whole thing. It was a good match. But it did really drive home how predictable AEW is at, like, a championship top-of-the-card level now. Yeah. Like, like, with the exception of SCU winning the tag belts, which is arguably one of their worst title decisions. Yeah. Because, like, because afterwards, like... If it had been the addiction, if it had been, like, bad influence, those guys would have been good, but, like, I don't like Scorpio with those guys. Like, he doesn't fit. He's never fit. I've never liked him with them. He's good. He's an excellent wrestler. But, like, like, it just, it feels like you're trying to force a square into a round hole. Like, but, yeah, so... Yeah, this was, I feel like this was their last chance to do something, like, really spontaneous with a belt... For like the next year, yeah. Because I we we talked about this ad nauseum last week last night, and I was like, "Well, they couldn't do this because they're gonna have FTR beat Hangman and Page, but during that match, Cody's gonna come out, turn. That's where the Four Horsemen's formed. Then at full gear, you get a four on four Elite versus Horsemen. Then Revolution, you finally get the Bucks versus FTR for the titles, and that's the moment where you went." Oh no, I may have hitched my horse to the wrong wagon because this is such predictable bullshit. And it really is. I think I, I said it like it's worse than it's John Cena era WWE. Yeah. Like I, I said it, Tony Khan is good at long term booking. The only problem is Tony Khan does not know how to hide where the long term booking is going. Like I said, a He couple, does in everything but the championships. Yeah. Everything I mean, else? Like, Everything else, amazing. I don't know where the fuck the Colt Cabana thing's going. No idea. Yeah. But, I mean, like I like I said a few weeks ago, with AEW, if you, like, when Moxley came out, I'm like, okay, that's where that's going. Or, like, when FTR debuted, that's where the tag titles are going. Like, all of these different things. Like, Brian Cage isn't getting the fucking title when that happens. Like, none of this is happening. Yeah, you need to, yeah. I think the writing was on the wall after Lance Archer lost to Cody. Because then you were like, okay, so the elite and anybody where you look at them, you're like, that guy. They're always going to win. Yeah, yeah, Always. There, there's not going to be after, any excitement. A- after Cody drops the belt, the TNT Championship will be the only one. It's going to be fun. That's going to be... I really hope they... That's, that's going to be the only title I care about after he drops it, because I don't care about it now, because I hate him. Because I know he's part of the problem backstage. Yeah, 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 I have nothing to. I have nothing to prove that, but I know it in my soul. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I own it. I am it. Yeah. Also, I'm just like disappointed because the best friend, like, I feel they they deserve it. They hit the demographic that AEW is going for, like the 18 to whatever demographic. Like, they're like an adult. Somebody wrote on Reddit. They're like, they're like if an adult swim show became a tag team. Yeah. They hit the they hit the 20 to 30 year old stoner gr- graphic. Like 
dead on. They showed up in their mom in Trent's mom's minivan. Yeah, exactly. Ready to fight. And then Trent mad dog faced while getting kissed on the cheek by his mom. Like, how could you not make them the 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 chance for what? What are we what are we what are we holding off their their championship for? So that we can we can drag out the hangman Kenny will they won't they for another two fucking months? Yeah. I this will... decision made me hate my favorite wrestler. <laughs> Do you understand that? Oh, I get it. Now I will say we're Do talking you? about like, no big surprises. I will say that fucking hangman Kenny thing was a big fucking surprise when that happened. That was the first like big that was the probably the only surprising title change ever. No, I saw it coming. The moment they won the number one contenders match, I was like, okay, cool, that's where those belts are going. No yeah. no question in my mind. The moment they beat the the Bucks and the whatever, I was like, okay, cool, this is how they're continuing the, there's no surprises. At a certain point, going in every week. Like, it's just, uh, it's like the opposite of WCW. The big man will always lose every time. The monster will always lose in the big match. Uh, and, like, now the tag division is like, oh, like the Scorpio, like the, the TNT title, like I said, it's gonna be Scorpio. They're literally just like, they've been grooming him since day one. It really does feel like if you're either Moxley, who's a megastar, or if you're somebody that the elite likes, that's your only chance. Yeah, I can see that. Or that Tony likes. Like, because Tony is a huge... Tony's a huge Orange Cassidy fan, and that motherfucker is fighting Chris Jericho next week. Yeah, but he also got himself, like, super over... Like, you were talking about, like, the best friends, like... Orange Cassidy eclipses the best friends. And then I linked you that Orange Cassidy currently has four of the top five. And I was like, Orange Cassidy eclipses the whole company. The yeah. best friends didn't stand a chance. Yeah, this yeah. is not their fault. Like, the merchandising people are what's holding the best friends back. Because their shirts are all terrible. I I miss their old shirts that were, like, hand-drawn by Trent. Like, it's just, like, the, a stick figure. You can still figure. buy those. They're just not AEW ones. Yeah, the stick figure of Trent and Chuck, and they're both holding, like, heads on... Half that a they, person. Yeah. yeah, half a person. Or, uh, my favorite one was, it was just a fucking picture of a fucking revolver, and it just said, hard on eggs. I don't know what it means, but I own that shirt. I fucking love it. Uh, well, going uh, going from hating AEW to uh, not loving AEW, but at least trying to be defenses of them, is my heel of the week. Which, I, I do want to say I do have some heels of the week that I just don't want to fucking talk about. God damn, just... how, many, how many fucking heels did you get? Well, no, the, the main heels all are shit. I just don't want to talk about it anymore, but I do want to say, fuck you, Austin Aries. Fuck you, Loki. In fact, fuck you, Kane, because you are the only person... In all of Knox County who voted against a mask ordinance. Kane voted against a mask ordinance. Fuck these nerds. Wear a mask. I'm done talking about it. Anyways, my heel of the week is the Great American Bash coming out of nowhere. Um, And it's not at all... It's not just because they're competing. They've done this shit before. They've done it numerous times. With me, it's the fact that they used the name Great American Bash, which is one of Dusty's, like, biggest creations. And I still wasn't that upset about it until I saw an interview with Cody where Cody goes, you know, this might not have been true or whatever, but my dad would always sit me and my sister down and he'd look at my sister and say, I made StarCast for you. And then he'd look at me and said, 
and I Starcade, made not Starcade, Starcast. yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, Conrad Thompson would sit Cody Rhodes and his sister down. No, no uh, it, so I'd made Starcade for you, and then look at uh, Cody and said, "I made Great American Bash for you," and that's the moment I went, "Oh fuck!" Like I know WWE didn't know this, but man, no, they did. <laughs> You they think they didn't. didn't? You think Dusty didn't bring that up at least once at the training center? Are you insane? Yeah, yeah, So that was good. And then my favorite is the end of the interview, though, because Cody goes, I've competed with my dad before. Last year's double or nothing, we went against the Dusty Rhodes Classic, and I'll fucking beat him again. And I was like, damn, Cody, you heartless. Except you didn't, which is... Also, it's heel of the week because did you see the bit where it was just the WWE Great American Bash and then they hastily slapped an NXT logo over the WWE part? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's straight up the logo they used for the WWE Great American Bash just put NXT over it. Meanwhile, old Roller Coaster came out for his match with a shirt that just said uh, it was literally the old Great American Bash logo, but it said the American Nightmare Cody. And someone said, I- I'd buy the fuck out of that if it didn't have... Cody on it because <laughs> that makes it real confusing all of a sudden like I, I know wrestlers when they make t-shirts are like I gotta have my name on it but also that as a human who has to wear that shirt people are gonna be like what's up Cody it's not my name and also why would I put my name on my shirt why would anyone put their own name on their shirt fuck you it's because it was four words, just like the Great American Bash was four words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think, what was it? I had another replacement for it that would have fit, but I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Do the Great American Nightmare, because then it all fits. It all still goes in there. It all, but yeah. <laughs> then, it, then it's too obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then they'd get sued for Cody's own pay-per-view name. Uh, now on to our baby faces of the week, though. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, so, uh, do you like fucking horses? Of course you like horses. <laughs> do you like whiskey? Of course you fucking like whiskey. Do you like cowboy shit? <laughs> you'll love Brody Lee this weekend being the elite because he fucking goes for it. I've never been more I've never been more behind the gimmick for the Dark Order. Like when okay. it first started, I was just like, oh, this dark, creepy, like, you know, like late 90s taker, like, cult. That's what's gonna happen. And then Brody Lee showed up and he was like, I am a man among fools. But like yeah. that's what you need. Like, that's what a cult is. A cult isn't full of intelligent people. It is for the people at the top. Because they feel the need to be, like, have people subservient to them. But those people have to be incompetent for the whole cult to even work. Yeah, exactly. But I love it. He just shows up. He just takes, a like, a thing of paper. He's like, we could have had fucking <laughs> Adam Hangman paint. He, like, chucks it at one member of the fucking Beaver Boys. Then he takes he chucks it at Adam Silver. And he calls up fucking Evil Uno. He's like, Evil, Evil Uno, Uno, I need you to do me a solid. I need you to gather up a bunch of paper in your right hand. Can you, can you do that for me? Okay, I need you to chuck it against your head. <laughs> I, love, I love Brody. I love, I love Brody Lee so much. He's so I'm so excited for, like, the cabana angle. Like, I don't know where it's going, but I'm like, I don't know where it's going with Anna Jay. I think she's the who's going to get squashed by Naya next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Send her out. Slowly. And that could complete yeah. a turn into the Dark Order. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. 
It's going to be great. We need more face-like conglomerates, though, because the elite's falling apart. All we really have is the Jurassic Express and the best friends, and they're only, like, three people each. Yeah, no, you can make the Jurassic friends, just combine them all together, make them all one thing. Nah, nah. Because, like, if we're going to have the Four Horsemen thing and the Dark Order and the Inner Circle, that's three heel mega groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think AEW is falling into a trap of, like, we need to be like New Japan. What what does that mean? Everyone's in a fucking group. Don't matter who the fuck you are, you're in a group. John Moxley, he's in a group. He don't even know he's in the group. He's in it, though. <laughs> it well, wouldn't be as bad if they wrestled each other more, but they still keep the heel-face dynamic. Like, th- that's the problem that all American wrestling feds do. Why New Japan works is you'll sometimes have matches where one heel will go against another heel. Naito faced Taichi, and at the time, like, Los Ingobernables were still heels, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens. Like, fucking AJ Styles faced Suzuki. They were both heels during the G1. Like, you just need to not be afraid of that. Because every time, someone will be more heel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like they'll feel it out in the match and be like no this is working i feel like this is like there's no crowd to go off of but like if you have good wrestlers it won't fucking matter okay okay you okay. have face versus face why not do heel versus heel that's even better because then a heel has to deal with the cheating of another heel yeah and or you could have someone like jericho who knows all the cheating tricks and gets to play against it, like showing his intelligence. But uh, my baby face of the week is actually uh, almost a response to my heel last week, who was, of course, the hot wing eater himself, Mike Quackenbush, and how he just fucked everything up. And that's why my baby face is this week I'm referring to as, like, the fallen children of Chikara. And that is, I don't know if they're the latest group to come out of the Wrestle Factory, like, at least that are successful, but I followed them on Twitter recently, and it's it's so fucking wholesome seeing, like, this family, this brotherhood that's formed, like, um, uh, Calyx, Boomer Hatfield, um, McCoy, I had a list, and it's all fucking gone now for some reason. Uh, but just, like, seeing them all, t- Razor Hawk, and just seeing them all come together and say, like, hey we're coming back and we're going to get booked everywhere. And it's just seeing them support each other. Like, and, and the fucking in jokes you get to be a part of, like, uh, you know, Chikara, everyone works under a mask and then out of the mask as well. But they had a, uh, one of the, I think Cyberhawks was the team name, but they had one named Nighthawk and Boomer made a post and he goes, I just want to get a few things off my chest. Um, I was Nighthawk the entire time. And then underneath it, Calyx is like, I thought I was Nighthawk. And then, like, Shazza McKenzie comes in. No, 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 I was Nighthawk. And it's just like a bunch of people on Twitter all throughout the day being like, no, I was Nighthawk all along. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm happy for them. It actually, Chikar going down might be better for them because from what I understand it, like, having Quack around might have held them back. Yeah, like, because they We're, couldn't go like, cause wrestle that, other places. Yeah, because they don't want to lose their base. So, yeah, no, I hope that I hope that all goes well. I hope they get, like, I hope they help rebuild the indies after this whole thing happens. Because it's going to take people who, who, like, are good hands at wrestling and, like, have a little bit of a claim. Well, and not only that, you're make... going to have an influx of insanely creative people. Not just, like, oh, they're good at wrestling, but it's like when fucking Jervis... 
absconded and went off. It's like, oh, that's now a very unique thing in wrestling that's getting to go out and spread it to other parts of the world. Wrestling needs more unique shit. And I think Chikara just kind of exploded and sent all of the unique shit like Dragon Balls across the country. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's that's what happened. That'd be that'd be really really rad. I would really appreciate that. I stick by the I won't want Trace Bastardos to be taken up by GCW. <laughs> God, Trace Bastardos is such a good fucking name too. Yeah, we should have tweeted that at them. Oh yeah, tweet yeah, that yeah. at them after this. Tweet them at that after. Hey, since at Chikara is dead now, can you pick up King of Trios and just call it the Trace Bastardos? Let our uh, El Trace Bastardos, Los Trace Bastardos tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, now in, time for our end discussion, and I don't know how much meat this fucking turkey bone has on it, but apparently Bray is Swamp Bray again, and I think it's literally just for this one match. And what the fuck? Why? Like, why does it work? Is it a good decision? Like, is there any good way to move this? Um, they ran out of fuel in the fe- with the Fiend. They realized they fucked over Bray. Fourth time, fifth time. I don't know what we're up to now. So they're like, okay, we can bring this back. Maybe go back to the Fiend. Like, I don't know if they know what they're doing. Really. Yeah. Like, I didn't watch the promo because I'm just, I can't, dude. I can't. With me, it almost seems like they're trying to stretch it to SummerSlam. And I like it on one hand, because I like it because now the Fiend is more protected. It's almost like how they overuse the demon with Finn Balor, and then after a while they're like, we can't. We can't just keep using this super-powered beast on people. Um, And so I like that they're holding off, but now instead they were like, wait, if we're gonna do this, we have them fight Cartoon Bray... What's next? I don't know. Make him Swamp Boy again. Fuck it. I don't know, dude. Like, It's, and, a, it's and, a shame he got rid of the rest, rest of his Swamp Posse. Yeah, exactly. One of them's in AEW killing it. The other one, they're still using in promotional photos for the match. They are still showing photos of Eric promoting this match. Um, and I, I guess it's also because... God, they've come up with the most actually appropriate name for Extreme Rules, which is a horror show, which does describe all of WWE right now. And I guess no, that's no, no, what... the women's stuff is going pretty well. Yeah, but I guess that's what it came from. Is they were like, we're gonna do a spooky match. Why don't we just bring back Swamp Bray and throw it in there? But now it's almost like Bray is becoming. How does he, how does he look? Because he like trimmed up his beard and his hair. Does he still look swampy? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, you can tell he's not as scraggly, but he's still... I didn't realize how much his voice had changed for that character (laughs) until he started doing the promo. Because, like, at first I was like, oh, yeah, that's just Bray Wyatt's voice. No, he puts on a thick-ass Louisiana voice for it. And I don't know if that's just him having to find another way to differentiate the character from what he used to do, but it was real heavy. It's like when John Cena does a promo in Boston. It just comes out. As long as he comes back out to his music during that, because that's still one of my favorite WrestleMania entrances, is where like the band plays it live with the Plague Doctor masks on, and it looks really oh, yeah. rad. And then he loses. <laughs> and then he... But it's okay, because multiple fucking years later he gets to have a real goofy match with john cena where he wins i guess after tour giving john John cena Cena 
after John Cena attempts murder? Yeah, John Cena has an existential crisis, then chokes a pig, and then Bray Wyatt beats him. You know, that old classic WrestleMania ending. Oh, Here, God. Uh, something... Oh, sorry, never mind. Go on. <laughs> oh, I was gonna I was gonna say I was gonna make it I didn't end up watching the matches, but uh I'm really impressed by New Japan, because without any because the New Japan Cup's going on and they found a way to make it still interesting. Yeah, yeah. With with all the and it was by including the junior heavyweights in the tournament, which never happens oh, but since they're missing so many people due to COVID, the international guys. Hiromu's in the semifinals, he's going to take on Okada. Well, we can't not fucking watch that. <laughs> that just has to happen right there. Evil is going to take on Sonata. I am 50% sure they might have Hiromu win so that they can have the junior versus heavyweight champions like they were supposed to at the anniversary show. Oh, that would be good. That's really cool. I I genuinely thought you were about to say, like, I am 50% hard on this, and if they just do the right thing, <laughs> full match. I was, I, I didn't see this as a possibility. I thought they'd give it to Goto. Oh, yeah, yeah, ev- yeah. Everybody else, everybody else seemed too obvious, but then they had Sonata win that, and I was like, please don't have Sonata versus Okada the 15th. Please, Jesus. Yeah. Like, Goto was the only one where I was like, you haven't gotten a shot in a long time, and the rest of these people are kind of like, I don't know how much we're going to have lij fight each other turns out everybody if shingo had won it would have literally been like the whole thing but they had him lose early just to keep him protected because he was one of the champions was kenta in that where's kenta been (laughs) he lives in the u.s remember oh shit you're right he lives in orlando so him god and uh jay white are all in orlando oh fuck Oh, so everyone way. but Hiromu and like Jado <laughs> and Gato, the <laughs> Japanese members, I don't know where Yujiro is. That's the real thing. I think he might just be like really like I don't want to risk it, which is fair if that's the case. But he wasn't in the tournament either. Yeah, I think yeah. he wasn't. Maybe he was. I don't know. I have to double check. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, close personal friend of the show, Megaran, recently released a episode of his show Random Encounters with none other than the cleaner Kenny Omega. And you know, it's always been a mystery where Kenny lives. Apparently, Rand's very good because he got it out of him. He lives in Orlando, which means that the Dylan for the next week will be on a one-person manhunt throughout all of Orlando trying to find the one-winged angel himself, Kenny Omega. I just want to end up at the same restaurant as him and then just, like, walk up and be like, Hey, thank you for everything. And he looks back and he's like, I was just holding the door open for you, man. <laughs> like, Thank you. Oh, shit. Well, what did you learn this week, D? I learned that apparently, like, wrestling, I'm not the the target demographic for wrestling in the U.S. anymore. And that's a hard, that's a hard, that's a hard lesson to learn. Because apparently, I thought AEW was the company for me, but, like, they're slowly, they're slowly turning against me, man. They're slowly yep. turning against me. And I learned that the next time I come down to Orlando, we're going to go on a wrestler hunt and just see how many we can find. No, he probably lives in a gated community we can't get into. I'm 90% sure. Okay, I'm going to bring a fucking pole vault and we're going to get in that bitch and then get shot. That is not how that works. 
Uh, well, until next time, where can people find you on the internet, D? Uh, you can't. Don't don't bother. Honestly, <laughs> I should make a better Twitter account because my Twitter handle is not appropriate anymore. It's based off a terrible joke from years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Old old Dick and Stormy Dylan, we call him. Yeah, like I said, it's based off of a terrible. Uh, think of the the never-ending joke of it was a dark and stormy night, three robbers sat in the cave, one robber turned to the other and said, tell me a story, and so the story began. Or Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It was a, you just list really inappropriate things, you add that in, and then and then you say, you get to the part where he says, tell me a story, because he's in shock, and then you go back and you do, it's like the aristocrats, but yeah, never-ending. Yeah. Oh, God. And that's, that's not appropriate anymore. <laughs> My version of that is the big giant, the the giant orange head joke, but I can't do that one right now because I would let I, it'd go all night. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S E O T T Y E M O. Buy all of my books on Amazon. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, and of course, if you have a podcast and you need a guest on it, hit me up. I'm trying to break the world record for the most amount of podcast appearances by a single human being in a year. I'm up to 130 for 2020, but I want to get. A lot more than that. So do that and find all the other BS Network programs online at a load of pure BS.com. A special thanks to our good friend Meg Rand for our theme song, Fighters, which got used again in promo stuff for Fighter Fest. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, get that money. I was like, that's ours. <laughs> that's ours. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually, on my quest to try to get on as many podcasts as possible, was like, maybe Rand will have me on Random Encounters. And then he was like, I just did a show with Kenny Omega, and I said, I haven't earned it. I haven't earned this spot at all. But until then, remember... Have him have you on with somebody better. Yeah. (laughs) Package deal. Package deal. Alright, remember to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash a load of BS. Pick up your Fight Boys merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Luther and Serpentico. Because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life!